Amen, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a praise. He's worthy of the hallelujahs and the praises and the glory and the clap. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Jesus is worthy. Praise God. Praise God. We thank God for the opportunity to stand before the congregation of the righteous. Amen. We're going to ask you to stand with me. I want you to repeat something with me or after me. Amen. I mean, if you believe it. It says, I have great worth apart from my performance. Because Christ gave his life for me. He imparted great value to me. I am deeply loved. I am fully pleasing. I am totally forgiven. I am accepted. Approved and complete in Christ Jesus. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus right now, everybody. Amen. Praise God. You have all you need in Jesus. Yes, we do. We thank God. Now, we're going to begin a study. We're going to actually begin it next week. A study in the book of Colossians, um, Paul's letter to the church at Colossae. And um, the purpose of the letter like most of the letters, is to encourage the people to know who Jesus really is. And, in, in the, and one of the themes in the book of Colossians is, is the supremacy of Christ. Christ is above all. Amen? Now, you, you also know already that there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. You know that the name of Jesus is above every name. You understood those things. You understand that thing. But um, Paul is going to show us how how um, Christ, how Jesus is above everything. Amen? Amen. And so that's, that's one of the things we're going to talk about while we go over this book during the month of September, probably September and October. It's only about four chapters, so it should only take us a couple of months to do it. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go through that. But we want to just look at a little excerpt from chapter one. And this is something common that um, Paul says to the churches and the people that he writes to. Um, so we're going to skip down to verse 9. <laughs> verse 9 says, For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that we might be filled with the that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering and joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet, that means fitting, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you now for this time of study, this time of fellowship. 
We thank you for allowing us to come into the house of God to stand amongst the congregation of the righteous. We are so grateful that you have saved us and secured us. We thank you for your word, and we thank you for your people. And we ask you now, Father, that you touch our ears and teach us to listen and touch our eyes that we might see Christ. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So here's what Paul is saying here. The, the Holy Ghost is saying through Paul, saying to us, and, and the prayer. Whenever Paul writes these people, he says, I always pray for you. Amen. Right? He says, I'm always praying. I never stop praying for you. Amen. Amen. And prayer is so essential, and that's what we need to do. For the people you can't see, the people you can't talk to, the people you can't reach, you can always pray. You can always pray. There are some folks I long to see. I can't see them, but I can pray for them. There are some folks in the future that I don't know, and I don't know them yet. I can pray for them, right? I tell, I t tell you, folks who are trying to look for a husband or a wife, ooh, um, that pray. Pray for that man, that woman. Don't wait till you meet them. Pray for them now. All right? Don't wait till you start courting. Pray for them now. Right? You don't know who they are yet, hopefully. Uh, you might even know. Who knows? But if you don't know who they are, pray for them. Lord, get them ready. Lord, make her ready. Lord, make me ready. You know, work this out for us, Lord. Give me patience while we wait on it. You know, stuff like that. Pray now for that person in the future, whoever that that you don't have the face, you don't have the name, you don't have the location, you don't have any of that, but you can pray. God knows who it is. God knows who it is, so pray for him. So you want to pray. Prayer is a good thing. And always pray, always pray, pray. Jesus taught us to pray for our enemies. You know, we, we know to pray for the ones we love because we're going to do that because we're concerned about them, we love them, and we want good things for them. Pray for the haters. Amen. Pray for those folks. You know that one on the job that gets on your nerve. Pray for him. Pray for her. Pray for your so-called enemies if you have any. Pray for those folks that mess with you. Pray for the bully. Pray for the jerks. Pray, pray, pray for these people. And, and pray for the saints too, okay? Yeah, saints need a lot of prayer. Amen. So Paul says, I always, I never cease, I never stop. I'm always praying. He tells them all. In all these letters that Paul wrote, he says, I'm always praying for you. I have never stopped praying for you. And that's a good thing. That's a good practice to have, to pray for people, especially the ones you're concerned about, the loved ones. You pray for them. Amen? They, they go to school, you pray. They go on vacation, you pray. They come home, you pray. You thank God, you pray. You know, you keep praying for them. But here's the prayer that he's praying. He's, here's what he wants for the saints, Right? And here's what we want for the saints too, right? That ye might be filled, verse 9, with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. See, here's the thing. We need to be filled. We need to understand the knowledge of his will. His will in general and his will specifically, right? Now, we get general knowledge from the word, Okay. Everybody reads the word, everybody gets the same knowledge. That's general knowledge. But there's some specific stuff for us as individuals that the Lord wants us to have. And we need to be praying and seeking God to know what that is. Yeah. 
right? So general, it's general knowledge that you should be saved, that you should be believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you should be witnesses of him, that you should be ambassadors. That's general knowledge, right? General knowledge that we should behave ourselves and be good citizens. Amen? And what it says here, walk worthy of the calling that we have. That's general knowledge. But there's some specific things that the Lord wants us as individuals to do. And we need to be led by the Holy Ghost to know what those things are. We need to stay in the Word and hear from God specifically. Right? It's like it's general knowledge that you should have a job and have a source of income. Right? But where you work, that's between you and the Lord and that employer, if you have an employer, unless you're the entrepreneur, unless you are the employer, right? Where you work and how you get that income, that's specific. And the Lord needs to lead us how to get that money. Amen? Amen. He needs to lead us. He needs to open doors for us. He needs to shut doors. And we get our feelings hurt when doors are shut. But the Lord is shutting the door, you know, and sometimes it's not the right door. It says, this looks good. I, I want that. You know, this looks good. And the Bible says what I ask in Jesus' name, I should be able to get. And the door shuts on us. I said, well, that must not be the Lord's will for me right now. I'm not talking about something you did wrong. Because sometimes we mess up and doors shut on us. I'm talking about those things where it's not something I did this time. It's something that the Lord chose for me not to have. It sounds good, but the Lord said no. All right. He might have said no to me and I went for it anyway and he shut the door in my face. Because I'm not listening. All right. So anyhow, so that's specific. And he wants us to, be know, to know his will, to be filled with his knowledge. The only way you're going to get filled with this knowledge is to be filled with the word, y'all. Filled with, we need to have a strong appetite for the word of God. Just like you eat every day unless you're on a fast or sick or something. We need, to stick to, we need to take the word in every day. Every day. We need to get word in every day. You can't wait till Sunday to get the word, right? Amen. Even if you watch one of those TV shows every day, and which you could do because they got a few channels you could watch and they'd be preaching the word and they have some good preachers and teachers up there, right? That's not even, you got to read for yourself sometimes. I mean, sometime, I mean, every day you got to read something. Okay? So, and so you get the general knowledge, and then while you're reading and while you're studying, the Lord will speak to you specifically. He'll lead you, he'll show you, he'll direct you specifically what you should do. And it says, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. See, here's the thing. You have to, you, you can't take the word without taking it by faith. That's why people don't get it. The, the, the folks out in the world and the, and the unbelievers, they don't understand it. It's foolishness to them because they don't have the faith to believe it. The word has to be mixed with faith to have any effect on us. That's like trying to bake a cake without all the ingredients. That thing's not going to work. It's not going to turn out to be a cake. It's going to turn out to be something. You put it in the oven, I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's not going to be a cake because you, you don't have everything in it that you need to have in it. And so with the Word of God, when we understand, when we try to get a grasp of the Word, we need to understand it, and we need to understand it through faith, and it's a spiritual thing. The Word of God is spirit. My Word is spirit and life, the Bible says. Jesus said it. 
right? And so you need faith to get it. Otherwise, it won't make sense. Especially if y'all trying to read that King James Version, which I grew up on, which I read all the time, right? Because I grew up on it. But, but, you know, folk in church today, they didn't grow up on that stuff. So they need a version that they can read, some English that they understand. You know? And so, so you got to get that. So we need, to have, and we need to be in the spirit. And we need to, be, need to grasp it spiritually. He says we're all wisdom. We need to get it with wisdom and, un, and spiritual understanding. In Proverbs it says get wisdom of all that getting, get understanding. Um, King Solomon told us to get wisdom and understanding. We need them both. You know, you can have wisdom without understanding. You know, you could just have that. Right? Because you could know how to make good decisions and you can make wise choices. But if you have understanding, you make a better choice. And, and see, wisdom doesn't necessarily mean maturity. Right? Because a kid could be wise, but that kid is immature. By virtue of being a kid, he's immature, y'all. Okay? You know, he can have wisdom. The child can have wisdom, but the child will not have maturity until he or she matures. And that comes with time, and that comes with understanding, that comes with teaching, and stuff like that. All right? So you can have this. You can have knowledge, you can have wisdom, and you can have understanding, and the Lord desires that you have all of that. And we want to be wise, we want to be knowledgeable, and we want to have understanding. Have you ever been in a situation, maybe even a classroom, and you don't get it? Right? Now, I know some of y'all always get it, but... For folk like me, you know, folk like I am, you know, sometimes I sit there, I'm hearing it, and I don't get it. What? I don't get it. You know, I used to be good in math until I went to college. I went to college and realized I'm not good in math. I used to get good grades in math. In high, junior high, high school. See, they called it junior high back in the day. I got good grades in math. And then I went to college and took a, and I said, oh my, this, this knowledge is too high for me. I don't belong here. Actually, I did belong here. That's why God created tutors. But I actually quit it. And I said, I'm not doing math in college no more. I'll do a social science. I'll do something else. But it won't be math. Man. I got in a, a, what, it might have been a calculus class. I'm not sure what. I said, what is wrong with me? And I don't, yeah. see, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. And I wasn't wise enough to get help. Right? So I didn't have the wisdom to get help so I could understand the knowledge that was being poured out on me. So I wind up not taking any more math in college again. Okay? But see, because I didn't understand it, if I had more wisdom, I would have got some help to understand it. You know, I would have got a tutor. I would have got some help. You know, I would have gone and said, teach, you know, professor. I don't get it. Is there any way I get some special help? Because I'm a little special, you know that. You know? But I did not have the wisdom to get the, to get the help so I could understand the knowledge that was being poured out on me. So I wind up being ignorant. Right? Ignorance is not an awful thing, it just means you don't know. Right? 
I was watching, I'm going to take a break right here. I was watching this um, back in the day, in Muhammad Ali and uh, Walt Frazier. I mean, not Walt Frazier, Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier, you know, they was in an interview together and something, something, and, and Muhammad Ali called Joe ignorant. <laughs> Joe got mad and they started fighting on stage. <laughs> really, he got insulted. He called him ignorant, right? And my boy George Foreman talked about it later on. He said it's not that bad, it just means he does not know. <laughs> you know? And that's what ignorance is. It's better to be ignorant than to be foolish. It's better not to know than to be foolish. In the King James, the word is brut brutus. brutus. It, means, it means stupid, but we don't call people stupid. We don't use those words, children. Amen? Amen. You may think that in your mind, but you have to translate that and edit that out and call it something else. Don't be calling people names. Right? Oh, by the way, we don't call people names anyway, do we? No, we, we, we name the behavior. That was foolish behavior. We don't say, you fool. We don't do that. Say, that was foolish behavior. That was bad conduct. What you did was terrible. You know, stuff like that. We don't call people names. Brother Leonard agrees with me. You name callers sitting over here, stop it. Stop calling people names. Because you significant people in their lives, you call them a name, they take on that name, they take on that label, and then they act that way for a long time. It's hard for them to break it. You know? You slow. Don't call them slow. So you just don't understand this. You're having difficulty with this. You know, don't call names. You call them slow, and somebody else says, oh, he retarded. All right, so let's get back to the word. Okay, so what we need, what we need, we need is we need knowledge, we need wisdom, we need understanding. Okay, and you get those things from God. Paul is praying that we get it all. Not just understanding, spiritual understanding. There are some people who are knowledgeable and they understand everything out in the world. They understand the politics, they understand the social science. They understand the way things work, the economics. They understand all these things and got no lick of spiritual sense at all. All right? You, the saints, you understand everything in the spirit and nothing out in the world, some, some people. We need it all. We need to understand all this stuff, y'all. All right? Well, with all our getting, we need to get understanding. We need to get spiritual understanding of the will of God. Amen? So that's what Paul's praying that we get. And so we can get these things so we can be able to, verse 10, walk worthy. We, well, to walk, your walk is your conduct and your lifestyle and the way you live, the way you carry yourself. We need to walk worthy. Even though I have great worth apart from my performance, the Lord expects me to act right. Amen? He expects me to act right. He expects me to live and act like a Christian man. Uh-huh. You saved, you need to act saved. We used to tell folks, don't lose your salvation now. Don't go out there, you know, 
Don't go out there and act like you're not saved. You know, you need to act like you're saved. He saved you. He saved. You holy, act like you're holy. I mean, the righteousness that we have is a gift. He gifted us with the salvation and the righteousness. Now that I have it, I need to act like I got it. Amen? Amen. So, so I need to walk worthy. I need to walk worthy of the Lord. I call myself a Christian. I need to look and act like a Christian, whatever that is. Okay? I know what it isn't. Right? We can name a whole lot of stuff that is not Christian. But we need to act like Christians. Christians are clean. Amen? Christians speak well. Christians forgive. Amen? Christians come to work on time. Uh-huh. Christians do their homework. Yeah, you do. Somebody said, don't make me a liar. <laughs> but we conduct that we're good citizens. Right? We're, we, we, we are harmless. <laughs> See, every time I say something, it just eliminates people. You just, you know, there was, yes, 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 yes. Folks just being eliminated. Somebody said, Pastor, I'm not harmless. I'm a bad dude. We're supposed to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Amen. We may not have that wisdom, but you can be harmless. You don't have to be a threat to people. You know, we need to walk worthy. Jesus was this way. Now, there's nobody on the planet bad as Jesus, right? There's nobody who can take him. Come on now. My Jesus walked into the temple, got an attitude with the money changers, walked out the temple, took the time to make himself a whip, <laughs> came back in the temple, and started whipping some, um, some people. That's, my, that's a bad fella. And you know who stopped him? Nobody. Not the elders, not the temple guards, not the Romans. Nobody stopped him. Because he's a bad fella. And he said, look, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of thieves? We're not having it. And he whipped those people. That's my Jesus, y'all. My Jesus is not that dude in, the, in, the, um, in that stained glass back there looking all soft and things like that. <laughs> no, not my Jesus. My Jesus was a carpenter. I'm taking a break, y'all. My Jesus was a carpenter, you know? And car- he didn't have any power tools. He was buffed. He had to be. He didn't have no power tools back in the day, no, no, he had a cut that thing. He had to use the muscle to cut and build and nail and hammer. You know, something. So I, the man Christ Jesus, I see him as being bad fella. He's being buff, Mike. Amen. Not that little thing that they say in these, showing these pictures, little European Jesus with, with, with the light color hair and, you know, looking, you know, with the things like that. You know. No, sir. Anyhow. So anyhow, so we have to get back here. We, we, um, 
we walk worthy, and we want to be pleasing to the Lord. Now, we're pleased, he's, we're, we're pleased, he's pleased with us because of who we are in Christ Jesus. But we want our conduct and our behavior to be pleasing as well. See, because you love your babies, your children, um, please them. Don't somebody. When I say you love your children, you're supposed to say, yeah, man. Right? Okay? I mean, I got love for my children. Right? They're mine. And because they're mine, I feel some kind of way about them. You know, I got a bias towards them, and they're mine. Right? Well, if you can't do that with your kids, think about your grandchildren if you got those. Right? You know, I have a bias towards them. I'm pleased with them. Right? I want their, beha- I want their behavior to be pleasing as well. I want their conduct to be pleasing. I love you with all my heart, but you're acting bad right now, and we're having a problem. Okay? I want their behavior to be pleasing. The Lord loves us with all he got, and he wants our conduct to be pleasing as well. Amen? Make sense? He's going to love you either way. You know, while he's whipping you behind, he still loves you because he says, I'm chasing those whom I love. All right? So you act up, and he's going to chasing you. He's going to discipline you. He's going to whip you behind, and circumstances are going to be bad for you. But he still loves you. He's trying to restore the fellowship. All right, let's get back to it. So that you might walk worthy of, verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. Once you produce fruit, all right? Produce fruit, good works, and things like that. And increasing in the knowledge of God, that we might increase in the knowledge of God. You don't have it all. You don't know it all. There's more for us to learn and to grasp and, and, and obtain. Amen? Amen? We don't have it all. So there's always room to increase. You know, when you get to a person who think they can't be told anything, they can't gain any more information, they, they can't go any further, further, farther, further. Yeah, they can't go any further, you know, when they get to a person who think they got it all, they have arrived, that person's in trouble. But none of us are that way. None of the saints, at least. We can all gain more. We can learn more. We can get better understanding of all that we have. You can have the Bible memorized. It doesn't mean you understand it all. Right? Now, what you don't have is more revelation. There's no more revelation, y'all. There's only understanding of the revelation. Because God's revealed everything in Jesus. Now, when somebody comes back with something else, that's what we call a cult. That's how we get the um, Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons and the different ones. Right? Because they got new revelation. There's no new revelation. Everything is in Christ Jesus. All right? What we have is new understanding. We get new understanding. I understand things differently today than what I did back when I came to faith in Jesus back in the 70s, right? Uh, my understanding has changed. My understanding of stuff has changed, right? I understand differently than what I did when I was a college student, okay? I have a different understanding of things, but nothing new has been revealed to me because there's no new revelation, right? There may be prophecy and words of knowledge and words of wisdom and all that good stuff, but there's no new revelation. 
right? What's revealed is revealed through Christ Jesus, and the Bible is the witness of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? I just gave you faith in some theology. All right, but look what it says here. So, so that we may increase in the knowledge of God and strengthen with all might, and that the Lord just, basically the Lord has everything for us, and we need to get everything we can get from this relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. And there's more and more and more to be obtained. I was listening to um, Bishop Jakes one time, and he was talking about an author. Um, there's an author named Arthur Pink. If you read, ever read a book by Arthur Pink, he's just deep. I mean, he's like, oh, terribly deep, right? And Jakes was saying, how is it that this man get all this stuff out of the Word, and I'm not getting it? Now, Jakes is deep himself, right? Right. And the Lord showed Jakes, he says, because he asks more questions. That's what Bishop said. He asks more questions. So what we do when we read the word, we need to ask questions. We need to ask questions. What does this mean? Why is this word being used instead of that word? You know, we need to ask these questions, and, and this is how we get more understanding. We get a little deeper, and, you know, and when the preacher says, can I go deeper, y'all can say deeper, you know, and, and, and he can expound stuff like that. All right? So there's much more we can get. Amen? And, and Paul and the Holy Spirit wants us to have it all. He really does. Okay? And then, you, you know, you go down a little further, and it talks about all these things, you know, because you've been delivered from the power of darkness. We're going to talk about this again. You've been delivered from the power of darkness. You've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You know, we've been delivered from sin, y'all. When Jesus died on the cross and was risen again because it was Christ Jesus who died on the cross and was risen again, and everybody that has trust in him, everybody that has faith in him, gets delivered from sin. Are oh, you hearing me? You get delivered from sin, right? And if you dare sin, you chose to do it. You did it. Because you don't have to. He said, oh, but pastor, you know, I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. You know that. You know I'm, I'm a man. I'm, I'm, you know, I was in church with a friend of mine. Actually, I went to Pastor Milton's church last week. And he was saying, he said, I'm sick of y'all. He talked to the saints. He said, I'm sick of y'all. Always saying, I'm only human. <laughs> when the Bible says you are new creations in Christ Jesus. All right, so that human thing is no more an excuse for us because we're made new in Christ. All right, we're new creations. We're not the same creature we used to be. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. All right, and anything the Lord wants us to do, he helps us to do it. So that's what we're saying here. And so we're going to go on a little more with this stuff, you know, and we're going to go line upon line and precept upon precept. And it's going to take a while, and, you know, we're going to get through it. Maybe we'll be done by Thanksgiving, hopefully, you know. But we're going to go through it. We're going to teach this stuff. We're going to learn it and teach it. Teach it and learn it. Amen? That's how we're going to do this thing. So read the book of Colossians. Read it in one setting. Sit down and read the whole thing. It's a letter. 
Nobody reads letters in part. You read a piece of the letter, then you put it down, come back and read a little bit more. No, just read the whole letter. Get a feel for what the apostle is saying to the church or what the Holy Ghost is saying to the church, right? Read the whole thing, and then we'll go line upon line, precept upon precept, and we'll take it verse by verse or however, we, however the Lord leads us to do that, okay? Okay, and while you read the letter, go ahead and read the little commentary that you have on the side of your Bible. Um, if those who use Bibles today, if you're on your tablet, your tablet has some commentary, has some stuff. Amen? Amen. Read those things too. And you'll probably, you'll probably do the outline of next week's sermon. Right? It's easier when you go to the lecture hall and the, and the lecturer is saying some things and you read, the, you read it already. You know, you college students, catch on now. Read the stuff before you get to the lecture. Right? You do the reading. You sit in the lecture, and he says, oh, oh, yeah, okay, I heard that. That, that makes sense now. Okay? Do that. Because when I be lecturing, that's, that's what it says on my, um, w, on my um, tax thing. My, my accountant put lecturer. <laughs> right? I, I, I put clergy, preacher, something like that. He puts lecturer on there. It wor- I, I ain't arguing with him, because... <laughs> Because he has rescued me. The Lord has used that man to deliver my soul. <laughs> anyhow, I keep taking these breaks. I'm sorry. All right. But anyhow, so when, so when pastor's talking, you already read it, and you, you, you know what's going to happen. I, you need spoilers. That's right. We want spoilers, y'all. We want spoilers. We want you to anticipate what's going to happen next as we study the Word of God together. Will you do that? Amen. Amen. So on next week, I'm going to say, who read Colossians? And everybody's going to raise their hand. I read it. Amen? That's going to happen? You think that's going to happen? <clears throat> Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Say, yes, Pastor, I read it. Amen. Maybe we'll send a text out to everybody. Don't forget to read this book. We'll help you out. Amen? Come on. So, what do we want? we want? We want to know the will of God. Amen? And we want, we want wisdom. Amen? And we want spiritual understanding. We want to know his will, and we want to be wise, and we want spiritual understanding. Amen? So we can walk, we can walk and live and conduct ourselves something worthy of the grace and mercy and the salvation that the Lord has given us. Amen. We want to walk worthy, y'all. We want to behave ourselves as Christian men and women and children. Amen. Amen. The Lord will help us do that. Let's stand together.